the volume. Moneyline Monaco is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. I love betting on FanDuel Sportsbook for so many reasons. Great odds and markets for the MLB, NBA, NHL, and so many more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sports book. It's easy to use, safe and secure. You get winnings fast. And it's so fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. Discover the most popular same game parlays each day and night when you log in. And FanDuel Sportsbook is now live in Ontario, Canada. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code MONACO so they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. Welcome into another episode. Happy NBA Finals Eve here on Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. I'm your host, Alex Monaco. I'm fired up. I'm jacked up. The froze up naturally. We don't need coffee. We are one day away from Celtics Warriors Game 1 at the Chase Center. And I got a few picks that I am not liking. I am McDonald's loving. It is what we wanted as fans, we're getting it. The two best teams in the East and the West combining to dance on the grandest stage in the NBA. All picks posted on Action Network. Hey, we're a year and almost a half at this company. I'm 57%. Not saying I'm a professional, but I'm not not saying it. All picks posted on Action Network. Again, subscribe, rate, review goes a long way. Moneyline Monaco across all social and Alex Monaco on Twitter. Let's get into it. Lock of the day. And before I start, want to mention I'm going to be doing a FanDuel special win total Wednesdays at the end, focusing on NFL teams. Going to be doing this every Wednesday weeks forward. We are in June now, happy June 1st, just a couple of months away from NFL football. Never too soon to fire on futures, but let's get in to our NBA Finals picks for tomorrow. Lock of the day. I'm going with the Golden State Warriors. I'm swallowing the minus three and a half on FanDuel right now, and I'm taking them in game one. We're getting a team that is a perfect 9-0 and in the playoffs at home, 7-2 and two against the spread, and on a rest advantage in which they are 17-8 and eight on the season when they have that. Now, this team, it's not just doing what they need to be doing at home in the playoffs. This team is 24-8-1 against the spread in their last 33 home games versus a team with a winning road record. 
They are the top of the top in the entire Costco sample size of the NBA regular season of wins at home, 40 and 10. All right, that's just ridiculous, recoronculous combining the two in the regular and the postseason. And everyone's talking about the Celtics defense, and I get it. They are the best defensive rating just behind nobody in the regular season as far as an overall team. And we all know every one of those guys on the starting offense got a vote on defense for this Defensive Player of the Year award. Of course, it went to Marcus Smart. So all five of these guys can dance defensively. But we're not talking enough about the Dubs second in defensive rating behind Boston. So you look at what everyone's done in the regular in the regular season and the postseason, and let's talk about the Warriors in the postseason for a second. They're averaging 114, just under 115 points per game. Number one in the playoffs in offense. Boston's eighth. They're averaging the most field goals made. Boston is 10th. The Warriors have the most assists in the playoffs, as we know, they move around. Steph Curry is the modern-day Reggie Miller, Rip Hamilton. You never see him stay put. 28 assists atop all playoff teams this postseason. Boston is fifth. They have a playoff best 66.9 assist ratio per points. So just under 7 out of 10 baskets for the Warriors is an assist We know they're more efficient from three-point land. They're actually out-rebounding Boston. I spoke about this on the best gambling show ever yesterday. And you cannot not ignore experience versus lack thereof on this stage, at least in game one, which we're talking about. 123 playoff appearances in the NBA Finals for this Warriors team. 123. NBA Finals appearances between all of their starters plus Kerr with the coaching advantage of the comfortability of the NBA Finals versus zero silch trolling at the beer pong table. Nada in Boston. Three-time champions, core three, and Kerr. Plus, we're hearing Gary Payton. All right. My buddy told me his nickname is The Mitten. All right. The glove birth The Mitten. He is coming back. Stitch it up, baby. He's dancing. We're hearing Iggy may be coming back. We're hearing Otto Porter is good to go. Three enormous intangibles, particularly on the defensive side, for the Dubs to get back. And we know that they are the healthier team. Aside from those three, Marcus Smart has been injured all playoffs. He's just got dog and he's fighting through. Robert Williams is in and off the court. We never know. Is he 100%? based off what he's gone through with the meniscus towards the end of the regular season and a couple of games missed here in the postseason. Tatum even got banged up midway through that Heat series. I'll back Golden State here at home, averaging 118 points per game on 50% shooting, 41% from three in those nine contests at home. And the Celtics... Averaging just 109, which is impressive on the road this postseason. The Warriors, 5-1 against the spread in their last six games. 4-0 against the spread in their last four as home favorites. Again, we spoke about this yesterday. I think 
the series as a whole, we're not going to see large spreads. Three and a half is where it is. I've seen it go to four. I've seen it go back to three and a half. If Golden State wins by double digits, which I don't know that they will, but I do feel like they will cover, the highest number we will probably see, and I kind of expected, I guessed four and a half. I love guessing the lines before they come out. Celtics plus four and a half. It was three and a half. They're giving a lot of respect to this team. So I don't, point being, feel like these lines are going to get any higher than five-ish. Probably going to be pick'em games in Boston. And in Golden State, we're going to get this number again more than likely. Three and a half, four, maybe four and a half, five if they route them in game one. But I will take the Golden State Warriors. Swallowing the three and a half. I like them on the money line. I'm double Costanza dipping. And that's how we dance lock of the day. And then I'm doing a little FanDuel degenerate special. Little same game parlay. I'm loving Steph Curry, 25 plus points. And the Warriors on the money line at plus money here. Just under plus 120. It's humble. But look, it's game one. It's a feel out. I don't want to go too crazy. I want you guys to cash. We were, just so you know, in the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals, 9-3. and three against the spread. Nine and three in the Heat Celtics series and the Warriors Mavericks series. I lost two against the spreads in the Boston Heat series. I lost one in the Mavs and the Warriors. All picks posted on Action Network. Go on my Instagrams, check out, throwing a video up every post. We're in the lab, baby. So I am dialed in on these playoffs. Had the Celtics out of the East, had the Warriors out of the West. I'm sitting on a plus 290 Warriors over Celtics ticket. It's a Willy Wonka ticket, all right? And I'm doubling down. I'm taking the Warriors. You can even get Warriors to win game one and the series at plus 110. I think that's, it's not value, but I think it's a great fire because we know, and my boy Raheem, who's now at the ringer, has shouted this out numerous times. He's come on the pod. He's talked about it. It's out there. Teams on the road in Game 7s who have to stay on the road for Game 1s of the next series, they don't cover. You go back to 2015, 2016, we're talking upside of over 65% these teams aren't covering. That's worth factory in here. This Celtics team went 7 games with Giannis and the Bucks. 7 games. With the Heat, with a scrappy, very defensive-minded Heat team, it was not easy. The Warriors skated through the West, all right? Skated. This team, I saw a video of Steph Curry grabbing his golf clubs, getting some shots in because he's already ready for a W. And he's already ready and calm and cool collected. This team is re-Aaron Rodgers laxed. And you heard Draymond on the Draymond Green Show talk about how will the Warriors win this series. They will win this series if they play Warriors basketball. And that is ball movement, as I mentioned with the assists, minimum turnovers, and can they maintain an effective field goal percentage? And going off the last series... They shot 58.9% as a team from the field. All right? That is remarkable. 
owned the offensive rebounds in that Dallas series and averaged 14.4 second chance points in that series. For me, I think the money line is worth swallowing the juice here. Boston, as much as we give them credit for defensively and forcing turnovers, they coughed the ball up 15.3 times per game in the Eastern Conference Finals. All right, And that went for just over 17 points off turnovers per game. You don't have the luxury to do that against a fundamentally sound Golden State team. Now, Golden State at times can turn the ball over and be a little sloppy. Every team has their moments. But they're ultimately a fundamentally sound team that takes care of the ball, knows already. You heard Draymond say it too. The Celtics will win the finals if they get them off their game They're excellent at blocking passing lanes. They're an excellent switch D, and they are phenomenal at being aggressive. But you know what? This team, I don't want to say it's finesse versus aggressive because there is a tenacity to this Warriors team. They have dog as well and some guys. But we got to feel comfortable that this team has four games at home. It's all teed up for them. I don't want to knock on wood here and say the only way they don't win is if somebody gets hurt, but this is the men versus the boys outside of Horford. These are grown men who know how hard it is to get here. I'm not saying the Celtics don't. I mean, this is already Tatum's third Eastern Conference Finals he's been to. This is their fourth they finally busted through on to get here. Ime's an unbelievable coach. They will be back. This Celtics team, you could argue, is ahead of schedule. It's a progressive league. Just like the NBA, it's a progressive league. You'll see the Grizzlies continue to get better. Probably the Mavs get better. You win a series, you win two, you come back the next year, you keep building. This Warriors team, who's undefeated, by the way, in the Western Conference Finals, 6-0 and now, knows how hard it is to get back here. You saw those moments with Thompson, who, by the way, put up 19.8 and 4.3 boards with a steal per game last series. He was phenomenal. But I want to talk about Steph Curry here for a second. Since the... Grizzly series on in the month of May. He's at 30 plus points four times. He's leading the team just under 26 points per game. He's shooting incredibly effective. And he already had a 30 piece against the Celtics this year. Last year, he went for 47 and 38 against them. He loves playing this Boston team. I love him in this game one spot, coming in, rested dialed, ready to rumble, 25 plus points. Curry on the Golden State money line, combine them on the FanDuel same game parlay, plus money like a gem. Now I want to switch to the NFL playoffs. Don't have to do it, want to do it. We're going to talk about a couple teams here. going to spotlight a couple teams Wednesdays on, on the program. I'm going to take two teams here on win totals, and I'm going to start with the New Orleans Saints coming in, and Dennis Allen is now the coach, and the win total is eight and a half, and this team was nine wins last year without Jameis Winston, with a complete curveball coming off the Drew Brees, unbelievable Hall of Fame career, and I know Peyton was there. But this team, they leveled up, all right? They added Jarvis Landry. They drafted Chris Olave. Michael Thomas didn't play last season. Those three, 
say what you will about their tight ends or lack thereof, that's filthy when you factor in Kamara as well in the run game. And Jameis Winston was off to a halfway decent start to begin the campaign before he got hurt. And this is a team that I'm going to say is predicated on unbelievable defense, factoring run-to-pass offense, definitely getting Kamara more involved than last season, and can Jameis become a playmaker and limit those turnovers? We know he's a playmaker. He has that ability. He's shown it. He's a fantasy absolute gem when he doesn't turn the ball over. In Tampa, you remember many, many 300-yard games. So for me, looking at this Saints team as a whole, they were seventh in yards against defensively. They were one of only four teams that held opponents to under 100 yards rushing at 93.5. This was a top four, most of the season top three rush D. And they were one of only four teams to hold opponents to under 20 points per game. They add in the Honey Badger. They bring in Tyron Matthew, Super Bowl champ, adding in culture. You know Mark Marshawn Lattimore is an all-pro. And you got Bradley Roby, P.J. Williams back there. You add in Cameron Jordan, all-pro, maybe future Hall of Famer on the defensive line. Demario Davis, Marcus Davenport. This defense is a problem. You saw what Tommy Tampa did against them or didn't do against them. They play very well in division. They play everybody tough. And scheduling-wise, I'm not too terrified at what I'm seeing. And I also love the two-quarterback thing. I absolutely love it. Two quarterbacks, Taysom Hill coming in, playmaking, running the rock, maybe playing a little hybrid tight end. Put them out, let them playmake, and then Jameis Winston, can we get a healthy year? We've seen a lot of clips of him. He's absolutely Danny dialed for this season. I I like the Saints over eight and a half wins a lot. I see his team being potentially a 9 and 8 team again with the upside of a 10 and 7. I don't see them making the playoffs, but you know how it goes. This league is as far as your quarterback will take you. And on that thought, we move into the Colts who switch quarterbacks, little castle on the chess table. They are out on Carson Wentz, in on Matty Ice, Matt Ryan under center coming in. Look, this team has been 11 and 5, 9 and 8, 10 and 6 in 3 of the last 4 seasons. They had a very good offense. Say what you will about Carson Wentz. They were ninth most in points per game in the NFL, putting up 26 and a half. And number one offense was at 31. They were less than a touchdown separating. When you know that the Jags put up just under 15 points per game, that's not terrible. They're also one of only five teams that were top 10 in offense, top 10 in defense in terms of points for and points against. They were ninth in points against. This is a team with Jonathan Taylor that is the second best rushing attack in the NFL. 149 rush yards a game, only behind the Philadelphia Eagles. And to think that they were ninth in points and they only threw for 197 yards per game, when we know that Matty Ice, who, yes, is towards the end of his career, but can still sling it, I still believe he can make all the throws. I don't think he's lost his fastball just yet. And... I don't love the offensive weapons. I think there's still room to grow. But Michael Pittman is a stud. Obviously, we know with JT. And their running back committee, let's not sleep on Naheem Hines. 
He's a absolutely a fantasy potential worthy bench player when you have those bye weeks and you need to plug and play a solid flex or a, a flex two. He's a pass catching back and he is not a bad change of pace back. And then they add in Philip Lindsay, who's got a ton of dog and had an awful season as far as I'm concerned with what he's capable of going from Denver to Houston, swallowed up in that offense. They could not figure it out. And we got to factor in Matt Ryan here who threw for just under 4,000 yards, 20 touchdowns last year. He's got 170 tugs and just under 60,000 passing yards in his career. He's taken a team to the Super Bowl. He can do that. Now, a lot of what Colin talks about that is very true in both of these teams is company culture and how good of a culture is this Colts team. And they are phenomenal. Ursay, yes, a little bit of a loose cannon, but Boward is sensational. Reich, one of the best level-headed and offensive-minded coaches in the NFL. Let's not forget this man is a ring and coached up Wentz and Foles on that Super Bowl Philly team. And I love the addition of Stephon Gilmore. DeForest Buckner and Darius Leonard are two beasts, two Madden 90 overalls on your front seven. And then you add in, because they didn't have the best pass defense, a huge acquisition and an interception machine in Stephon Gilmore. I am sitting at a nine and a half over win total here on FanDuel. I got to take the over here. I really believe this is a 10-win team. Again, this is a 17-week season now, 18 weeks including the bye. So can they go 10 and 7? I absolutely co-sign. So, in conclusion, I got the Dubs covering the Dubs and Curry 25-plus on the money line, a little fan duel plus money parlay. I'm going over 8.5 wins for the Saints, over 9.5 wins for the Colts. That's how we whistle while we work. Danny Dialed for NBA Finals. Thank you for tuning in. Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. I'm your host, Alex Monaco. We'll see you tomorrow for the best gambling show ever. And as always, don't forget, to hug your mothers. Ta-ta real smooth.